What if everything we were told about how to be happy and to live a successful life was wrong? What if the answers to our questions about how to live fully lay directly within ourselves? Hi, I'm Lisa. I help women just like you heal from their limiting beliefs and step into their power by connecting with their bodies. In this podcast, Evolve or Remain, I teach you how, through your human design, my life coaching skills, and spirituality. The payoff is big, and nothing is more worthwhile than embodying your best self. Let's make big changes together. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Evolve or Remain podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Healy, and I'm so glad you're here today. So I want to talk today about relationships, and in particular, about attachment in relationships. So whether you're very happy in your current relationship or you aren't and you can't really figure out why things aren't working or maybe you feel like you just have bad luck in relationship, whether you're seeking a new love, whatever is going on, this information that I'm going to discuss with you is a gold mine and is so helpful in navigating the relationships in our lives. And I'm excited to share it with you. So It all sparked from a book that I recently read called Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love. And it's by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. And Dr. Levine is a psychiatrist and neuroscientist, which definitely is my jam. So the gold that was in this book resonated with me so much, and I know it will with you too. It was uncanny in how it allowed me to see patterns and identify familiar characteristics from my current relationship, past relationships, and I know you will do that for you too. It can help you navigate in terms of friends that are in relationship, family members in their relationships, and obviously help with your own. It's a practical guide for the listener who wants to find a good relationship or improve their existing one. The concepts of this book are based on attachment theory, which is a vast and complex field of research that pertains to child development, parenting, and to romantic relationships. This book focuses on romantic relationships and attachment in them. Most of us know little about the science behind romantic relationships and allow ourselves to be guided by misconceptions and myths about relationships. So for me, and maybe for you too, I remember learning about attachment theory um, in child psychology, child development classes. The founders of this research were Mary Ainsworth and John Bowlby. I don't know if that rings a bell for you guys. If you haven't heard of attachment theory, have no fear. You don't need to know anything about it as I'm going to give you all the tips you need regarding relationships and attachment. So using attachment theory in relationships really relates to communicating effectively and the different paths that we can take in this process. It focuses on the attitudes that people display about intimacy, closeness, and the degree to which the way that people talk about intimacy and closeness and how much they're preoccupied with their relationships and their attachment styles. So it's funny, as you become more familiar with the day-to-day actions and words that are related to these different styles, you will see 
how people fit into different attachment styles. And by understanding attachment, you'll see how others function in their relationships in a whole new way. It's really helpful for our adult children in relationships, looking back at ourselves in past relationships, and helps us see patterns And it will affect the way you perceive new people you meet and give you surprising insight to your partner if you are in a relationship. If you're dating, your focus will shift from, does he or she like me? To, is this someone that I should invest in emotionally? Is this person capable of giving me what I need? You start asking questions like, how capable is this person of intimacy? Are they sending mixed messages or are they genuinely interested in being close? Helps you make decisions, creating an ability to fine tune someone's attachment style early on before you get in too deep into something that's really unhealthy. When you're excited about someone, someone new in your life, a new relationship, your objectivity will be compromised and you will be more likely to see things in a rosy way, the way that you want to see it at the time, right? And uncovering your partner's attachment style will allow you to better understand the particular challenges that you will face as a couple. There's three different attachment styles, which I'm going to get into, and some words to keep in mind. You're only as troubled as the relationship you're in. The attachment system is the mechanism in our brain responsible for tracking and monitoring the safety and availability of our attachment figures. So the three different attachment types are anxious, avoidant, and secure. So I'm gonna go through each of them. The anxious attachment style is somebody who has a super sensitive attachment system, okay? They have a unique ability to sense when their relationship is threatened. Unless they get a clear indication from their partner that is truly there for them, and that they're safe, they won't be able to calm down. They pick up on subtle details. They perceive the onset of emotions very early. They're very vigilant to changes in other people's emotional expression. They have a higher degree of accuracy and sensitivity to other people's cues. They tend to jump to conclusions quickly and misinterpret people's emotional state. When there were studies done with anxious types, they found that when they were able to wait longer and couldn't react immediately, which had been their pattern, and when they had to get more information before making a judgment, they had such an advantage. They were so much less anxious and more secure. Once they're activated and consumed with thoughts with a single purpose, they reestablish creating closeness with the partner. Activating strategies are any thoughts and feelings that compel you to get close physically or emotionally with partners. So here's some examples of activating strategies that anxious types use. Think about their mate all the time. Have a hard time concentrating on other things. They remember only the mate's good qualities. They put them on a pedestal. They underestimate themselves and their talents and abilities and overestimate the talents and abilities of their partner. They think it's their only chance for love, believing that even though they're unhappy, they better not let go of what they have. It's important to learn how the attachment system functions. If you're an anxious type, you are best associated with those who are in the secure attachment style, and I'll get to that in a few minutes. 
Then there's the avoidant type. The historical basis of this is that there were people who were born into hostile conditions or perished from hunger and disease from natural disasters. So they needed to have skills of being detached emotionally, being self-sufficient. And it facilitated competing for limited resources in hostile environments. So even though that's all from our ancestors and the past, there's a segment of the population that leans towards this style. Studies show that if you have an avoidant attachment style, you tend to be, in general, less happy and less satisfied in your relationships. But you can learn what doesn't come naturally to you and improve your chances of developing a rewarding relationship, even if you have this style naturally. So those with avoidant styles are always maneuvering to keep people at a distance. Maybe they call themselves free spirit or they move from different woman or man consistently. They're moving from relationship to relationship. Or maybe they have stayed in a relationship for even as long as a year and then they need to move on. These types see having a need for a relationship as a weakness and look down on people who are dependent on a partner. So are they devoid of a need to meaningfully connect with someone? Avoidance are not open books and they tend to repress versus express emotions. And they're quicker to think negatively about their partners, seeing them as needy and overly dependent, ignoring their own needs and fears about the relationship. So they act like they don't really need a relationship. They're almost like this lone wolf independent type of person. But despite others for being needy and they see themselves immune to those needs. So although you may be avoidant, your attachment machinery is still in place, making you just as vulnerable to threats of separation, just like every other type. When your mental energy is needed elsewhere and you're caught off guard, do these emotions and feelings emerge? It turns out that avoidant types are not free spirits, but they adopt a defensive stance, which makes them appear that way. When they're faced with a stressful life situation like a divorce or an issue in terms of health or military trauma, their defenses break down and they behave just like people with an anxious style. They have a deep-rooted aloneness, even in a relationship. Avoidant people may connect with romantic partners, but they always maintain a mental distance and an escape route. Feeling close and complete with someone else or mentally at home with a person is a condition that is very difficult to maintain for avoidance. They use deactivating strategies, which are ways to keep their partner at arm's length or more. And any of those strategies will squelch intimacy. They suppress the attachment system, the mechanism in the brain that is responsible for desire to see closeness with the partner. They suppress that. So tools that suppress needs to attach on an everyday basis, they use deactivating strategies instead of the activating strategies that the anxious type use. So they want to feel more alone and they're less likely to be happy in a relationship. They say or think, I'm not ready to commit, but they will stay together anyway for a period of time. 
They focus on small imperfections about their partner, the way they talk, the way they dress, the way they eat, and they allow it to get in the way of their romantic feelings, almost like they're blocking it. They pine away for an ex from the previous relationship. They flirt with others in a hurtful way that introduces insecurity into the relationship. Perhaps they maybe won't say, I love you, but they still imply it and they still have feelings, but they won't go all the way there to say that. They pull away when things are going well, like having a really good date, but then not calling after it for a couple days. It keeps their distance. It keeps them emotionally separated by doing all of these deactivating strategies. Forming relationships with an impossible future is another one, like someone who's married. Checking out mentally when the partner is talking to you. Keeping secrets or leaving things foggy to maintain the feeling of independence. They avoid physical closeness, not wanting to share a bed or not wanting to have sex. Walking ahead, strides ahead of your partner. Unconsciously using these strategies so that the person that they love won't get in the way of your autonomy. But actually, these tools, these deactivating strategies are standing in the way of the person being happy in a relationship. And they always tend to see the glass half empty versus half full regarding their partner. So now we're going to talk about the secure attachment style, which I'm sure you gather is the one that's the most balanced. Okay. So the secure type attunes to partners' emotional and physical cues. Their emotional system is pretty calm. They don't get riled up or shut down as other styles do. They have a very secure buffering effect on the other types. Research shows that the best predictor to happiness in a relationship is a secure attachment style. Individuals with secure attachment styles report higher levels of satisfaction in their relationships than people with other attachment styles. A study that was done that followed over 100 university students who were in a dating relationship for four months found that people that were secure maintain higher levels of satisfaction, commitment, and trust. Insecure individuals had decreasing amounts of all three of those. How about the interaction of the two different types? In couples where both partners were secure, they functioned better than insecure couples when they were both insecure. But there was no observed difference in secure couples and mixed couples with only one secure partner. So this buffering effect happened when there was one secure partner with one of the insecures that actually brought the functioning and the satisfaction up. So that's really good for the people who are in the insecures. A study saw three different behaviors that coincided with the secure attachment style. And these are ways to provide a secure base in adopting these behaviors. One, be available. Respond sensitively to your partner's distress. Allow them to be dependent on you when they feel the need. Allow them to check in on you when they feel the need and provide comfort for them when things go wrong. Number two, don't interfere. Provide behind-the-scenes support for their endeavors. Help in a way that leaves them with the initiative and the feeling of power. But allow them to do their own thing without trying to take over the situation or micromanage or undermine their confidence and abilities. And the last is encourage. Provide encouragement and be accepting of their learning 
and personal growth goals boost their self-esteem. These attachment styles in adulthood are influenced by a variety of different factors. One is the way that our parents cared for us, but there's other factors that come into play, which are obviously our life experiences. The take-home message about this book from the authors is that relationships should not be left to chance. Relationships are one of the most rewarding of human experiences, above and beyond other gifts of what life has to offer. Effective communication is what we need to use to choose the right partner. So I hope that this resonated with you. It sure did for me, and I think I'll probably be going a little deeper into the attachment styles and relationships in the future, but that's what I wanted to share for today. Thank you for listening. You are worthy. You are loved. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If this content resonated with you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you are ready for change, join my free Facebook group, Evolve or Remain where you can connect with me and begin your journey to your purpose. The payoff is big and nothing is more worthwhile than embodying your best self. The link is ready for you in the show notes. I'll see you next week.